Hello and welcome to another episode of Cosmic Echo, a Tale Eaters podcast. This podcast explores a strange and bizarre phenomenon that happens in our lives when we sleep in altered states. In this episode, we speak with Kelly Matthews, who is an avid dreamer who has been exploring lucid dreams and astral projections for most of her life. She also runs the website dreamjournal.net, where users can post their dreams and read other dreams, as well as conduct some research on commonalities in the dream experience. Kelly talks with us about her dream experiences, sleep paralysis, and her progression in dreams over the years. If you'd like to learn more about Kelly and her work, you can visit our website at taleaders.com backslash CE podcast, and there you can click on links that will take you to her website as well as her work. Additionally, if you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so through our donation page located at the same website. Well, without further ado, let's get to the interview. Kelly, thanks for spending time with me today and um, talking about dreams and um, your experiences. And uh, can you just um, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got interested in the subject of dreams and out-of-body experiences and everything that you're pretty much interested in? Sure. Um, my name is Kelly, Kelly Matthews. And um, I think my first, I've, I've always had really good dream recall, like even as a child, um, you know, I remember remembering my dreams. Um, and then when I was a teenager, maybe around 14, I started getting sleep paralysis, um, which was about a 12 year stint. Mm. I'd say three or four years, it was every night. And then, you know, it, it gradually decreased. Um, so I'd say three or four years, um, like I said, it was happening every night. And then after I got out of college, I, the internet finally was a thing and um, I had heard about lucid dreaming and decided to get online and just do some research on lucid dreaming. And then I ran across an article on the MSNBC website is when I was like 28 and it was about sleep paralysis and it, it went into what it was and, you know, it pretty much described my symptoms and all of this stuff. And it, it was a very, uh, great thing to read. I, you know, I'd never told anyone about it. And, um, it, it gave me some insight into what was really happening. And that was kind of the launching point. I started experimenting with it and, you know, I can go into a little more detail about that later, but it, it, it shifted for me, you know, it was a very terrifying, uh, traumatizing experience for a long time. And then it wasn't anymore. So, um, and then, you know, started researching lucid dreaming, and got lucid for my first time, probably about six months later. Hmm. Um, had uh, some out-of-body experiences, and I actually had a memory of one that I had when I was like four, which I found kind of odd, but it was it was a pretty clear memory. It just happened one day, and I re you know I remembered uh, waking up outside of my house, standing in the middle of the street, looking at the house, and it was probably dawn, and uh, wondering how I got outside, and then suddenly I was you know, sitting up in my bed awake. Hmm. So I know, <laughs> but, um, I don't know what you call that. I mean, the fact that it, I remembered it years later, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a false memory. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure it happened. So, um, and then, you know, I'm a web programmer, uh, by trade. That's one of the things I do. So in 2002, I decided to start a online dream journal. Actually, I think it was 2001 where people could record their dreams and uh, put that online. And it's still online 16 years later, probably have about maybe 25,000 people using the site, about almost a quarter of a million dreams recorded. That's awesome. And um, yeah, yeah. So that's slowly over the, you know, over time, it's been a labor of love. Uh, don't make money off it or anything like that. So I just work on it as I have time and try to improve it. And, you know, so it's, it's, always an ongoing process and uh you know over the next actual year or two I, I have a lot planned it's just a matter of uh getting some time carved out to get some stuff done so. interesting well it sounds like um your dream progress kind of went from having norm or just remembering your dreams to sleep paralysis to having lucid dreams then to out-of-body experiences is that kind of correct i guess Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Okay. Did you, I mean, was there anything happening in your life that kind of 
initiated the sleep paralysis experiences because um, typically people kind of like um, maybe have some stressors or something like that that causes those experiences but um, sometimes it also just pops out of nowhere and I, I'm interested to know what initiated that and then kind of drove you into having lucid experiences well the timing was interesting. Um, you and I have discussed this before. Uh, I won't go into detail, but there were some things going on in my family uh, with my brother, and it coincided. So okay. I, I was very stressed at the time, and um, you know, my family life was basically in upheaval when it started. So yeah, there was definitely stress. I was also a religious back sleeper like mm. I always slept on my back <laughs> and which you know is a big big uh it helps you know it helps you get sleep paralysis yeah so but yeah stress for sure and uh it you know it's it's crazy when I think back I remember in high school just always being so tired in class and falling asleep in class and I guess when you're that age you just don't really put two and two together but it's because I was never getting a good night's sleep. You know, I was up every night. I would have it sometimes two, three, four times a night. I was scared to go back to sleep. Um, you know, so it definitely affected me uh, just on that level as well, not getting a good night. Yeah, I totally, sleep. I totally can relate in that way. Um, yeah, I mean, so what's, what's really interesting is I'm actually writing about this process right now, um, where people and specifically myself and kind of writing about my personal experiences where I started having sleep paralysis. Um, and then it kind of opened the doorway to these other experiences like lucid dreaming and out of body experience. So I'm, I'm wondering, I'm interested in understanding how you kind of, um, use sleep paralysis, like, um, how you learned about it, how you overcame the experience or if it continued on, even though you were having lucid dreams. Okay, so when I found that article online, um, I was reading through it, and one of my one of the hardest parts of sleep paralysis for me was it always felt like I was suffocating. Okay, um, I was. It's like I knew what was going on. I I knew I was caught between this sleep wake state. I didn't understand why it felt like I couldn't breathe. Like I didn't think a creature was sitting on my chest or anything mm -hmm. like that. I know there's a lot of mythology behind that but um but nonetheless you know it felt like I couldn't breathe so every time I would immediately go into this panic mode because I thought I was going to die hmm. and um when I found the article it touched on people feeling like they couldn't breathe and it gave the reason that when you're in REM you are basically paralyzed from the chest down so even though you are breathing, you don't feel it. And so that right there was like, what? You know, yeah. was, hold on. You mean <laughs> I really can breathe? So I was excited to have it happen again so I could test it out and just see if I could calm myself. And so it did. It happened like within a week. And when I, you know, I, I basically was talking to myself, just reminding myself, you can breathe. It's okay. Just calm down. And probably within about 60 seconds, I was calm. I didn't feel like I was suffocating. It was mind blowing. You know, I was like, yeah. oh my God, I've been tortured by this for 14 years. <laughs> and here I am, you know, it not able to breathe or able to breathe. And so then oftentimes too, like this article touched on, there was this dark shadowy presence mm. that was always there. It always felt evil. Sometimes I'd hear voices and, um, it mentioned that in the article too. And I'm like, okay, so this is a common thing, you know, but why? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, all I, you know, my, my theory at the time was like, well, if I'm in a state of fear, maybe I'm creating it myself. I don't know. And um, so I got sleep paralysis again and I'm laying there calm, you know, now I'm able to not have the breathing issues. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I wonder if the sleepy or the creepy shadowy guy, you know, is going to walk in the, the room. And sure enough, I hear the door open and I hear someone walk in the room and I'm like, Whoa, I'm like, okay, I wonder if the shadowy guy is going to walk over to the bed. And sure enough, you know, he walks over to the bed and 
wonder if the shadowy guy is going to touch my leg and I feel a hand on my leg. And of course I freak out and I wake myself up, but then I'm like, wait, you know, did, did that really happen? Did I make that happen? Was that, you know, kind of like with a lucid dream, you know what I mean? It was right. just, it was, it was, uh, I pretty much convinced myself that I had made it happen. Now I'm sure some people would argue that and, you know, that you can really, you know, uh, meet entities in that state. And I'm definitely not saying you can't, but in my situation, I, I think I made that happen. And um, so that's all it took. It was like, okay, what's there to be scared of? I mean, it, it was liberating for me. And from that point on, anytime I had sleep paralysis, I mean, I, I've never had a scary experience since. Um, I don't have it like I used to. I wish I did. <laughs> people think I'm nuts, but yeah. because I know, I know, it's, it's a great launching pad into either a lucid dream or an out-of-body experience because I've, you know, I've done it many times from there. So that was kind of the start. And then um, when I moved to California in like 2002, I think, um, then it, it really started getting interesting. Like mm -hmm. I would go into sleep paralysis and suddenly just roll out of you know, my body and I'd be floating around or I'd hear, I'd get a lot of really neat auditory hallucinations like radio stations. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd always sit there and try to like listen for a call letter. It was almost like someone was changing the channel and I would be picking up, you know, I, I felt like I was really hearing some kind of radio wave. I mean, right. I just was so sure. And, um, heard some other things that were kind of profound in that state. And then um, I had two instances when I was in California where it, with me, sleep paralysis always happened right as I was falling asleep. Like some people get it as they're waking up. And I knew because I could check the clock, like I've only been out for three minutes, you know, right. or whatever. So one night I'm laying there and you know, that feeling you get when you start to fall asleep, and you jerk, you know, yeah. it's like you're falling. Totally. <laughs> well, that happened. <laughs> yeah, it happened, but I didn't jerk awake. Like I, and I literally thought I was dying. I didn't know what was going on. Like I'm, you know, suddenly falling into this state and the sound shifted. I could see the room and it's like the light shifted. And then I realized I just fell asleep without losing consciousness. So, you know, it was the first time that it happened where I didn't black out first and then wake up, you know, a second later in sleep paralysis. And so that was pretty mind blowing that I, you know, cause I know there's, you know, Buddhist monks, Buddhist monks, uh, try to get to that state and here it just randomly happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I didn't find that out till later, but you know, so I'm laying there and I open my eyes. I'm pretty sure my physical eyes were open because you know, I, I could see everything in the room like it was. It wasn't like I was seeing, uh, you know, sometimes you get just completely different scene of your room. And it was definitely my room. And I see this bright green light glowing out of my chest. And I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, and I didn't know what colors chakras were or any of that. I knew about them, but, you know, I knew chakra and I knew they had colors. That's it. So... I was, but I felt very, I was looking at the light and I just felt very calm and at peace and thought it was awesome. And so I woke myself up and I went and Googled <laughs> heart chakra and sure enough, it's green. And I was like, whoa, you know, how, how would I have even known that? It wasn't even in my huh. tucked away and maybe, well, who knows, but I didn't know what color it was offhand. And, um, and then I had another instance where I fell asleep without losing consciousness and I sat up. I'm pretty sure it was my energy self, not my physical body. And I was looking around the loft that I was in and everything in the room had an aura around it. Like I could see it just as it was, but I was picking up, you know, and I have my own theory. It's like you're maybe because we're in a different brain frequency, we can pick up more light than normal I don't know you know or what are we really seeing with at that point I yeah. don't know but it didn't seem like a you know I mean it it seemed more like something you would see if you were on LSD or something yeah. like that where there were colorful halos around everything and um 
so those, you know, that, that time in California was really, really interesting and, you know, and exciting because I would have all these really cool experiences and I'd leave my body and go flying out the window and flying around town and, um, you know, just, just cool stuff like that. I wouldn't say I've, most of my out of bodies have been relatively local. Mm. Um, you know, I haven't, uh, I haven't had any in a while actually. Um, but I, you know, and it depends too, cause I, I don't know if you've read the book. Um, I think we talked about this, the phase. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a, a whole different theory where, you know, lucidity out of body, it's all the same space. Um, but, you know, I've been doing those or using those tactics recently and have, you know, successfully rolled out of my body in the morning. But then it pretty much becomes what I'd call a lucid dream, not, about, you know, not an out of body experience, um, which to me seem different. You know, right. I mean, if you compare, they definitely seem different. So I'm not... I, totally went off on a tangent there. No, that's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, um, it's interesting that things changed for you when you went to California too. Um, I'm really interested in geographical locations and their effects on people because I was in the military and moved probably, um, you know, relatively close to about once a year. So I, I experienced sleep paralysis in different areas of the country and, and the world and um, have noticed dramatic changes based on that. And so I'm wondering, um, you know, was there, did you feel different in California? Was something happening in California that you could attribute to having those experiences like increase or do you, um, is it kind of an unknown to you? <laughs> um, I mean, I was definitely, I was, you know, I was in my early thirties. I was a late bloomer when it came to psychedelics. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, so I was experimenting with things like that, but most of those experiences I was sober. You know, it wasn't yeah. a, you know, in, because of that. But nonetheless, I still think there's something to be said for, you know, when you start opening certain doors, <laughs> you know, things will begin to happen. Definitely. So that could be part of it. Um, just the fact that I had quit my job and moved and I was probably feeling good and free and, you know, didn't have to work for a while. And, you know, it was, it was just a different, uh, I literally, you know, sold my condo and up and moved to California. Nice. Um, so yeah, it was it was a it was definitely a new chapter in that regard. Oh, okay, well that makes sense too. Um, with your experiences like since then, um, you find some type of like progression taking place. Like, um, how are you using these experiences, like integrating them to your life, or or do you see them just kind of as random events that take place and then you're you're interested in knowing what they are and exploring that area, but you really haven't gained too much from that. I'm trying to find out what your kind of perspective is of these experiences over time. Yeah, I think when it, when all that was going on in California, like I was, I was, it was more, I was in awe, like my, my spiritual growth didn't really start, you know, I mean, it's it really is always starting whatever, but I didn't really focus on it much until I was almost 40. So, I mean, I was, you know, just everything. And a lot of that had to do with what I went through as a kid and dealing with everything with my brother later and all of that, you know, that it just kind of hindered, you know, hindered a lot. But, um, um, what was the question? Um, how you like perceive these experiences, do they change over oh, yeah. time to like influence your life or? Kind of I think more so now. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, I, I definitely believe there's a lot of power in just even regular dreams, let alone, you know, lucidity and, um, you know, lucid dreams. I mean, out of body experiences are great too, but lucid dreams to me are like what I really like um, because I know it's this, how can I put it? Um, for me, it's, it's like you're, you're, a, you're out of your day-to-day -day crap. You know, you're, yeah. you're like, you're in a, a, a mental space that has no uh, um, obstacles, you know. So if you want to work on some kind of self-healing or anything like that, I think it's more effective, you know, just like maybe someone that meditates a couple hours and does something, you know, you're, you're in a space that, 
it's going to work better, I guess. Yeah. Um, but so I'm just, I'm just starting like in the last, I'd say eight, 10 years to really start researching and, and using dreams to, to, for self-knowledge and self-growth really. I, I mean, it, whereas before it was more, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> and you know, there would be some profound things, but it was, it was cool. Like a, you know, like a psychedelic experience yeah. was at that age. Whereas now even that's changed, you know, I mean, anything like that at this point in my life, I want to use as, you know, I, I want it to be a tool for growth, not, you know, yeah, let's definitely. Go party or yeah, it's kind of like, um, it's like going to the fair to me. So like Lucid Dreams, it's like, it's this great adventure, you know, and you're like, oh, I can go on all these rides and I can do things, you know, like change, I can change reality or mess with time and mess with the people in there, things like that. But then eventually you start figuring out there's like a deeper story to this and it's uh, beyond the control game, you know, that you play. I'm not sure if that uh, resonates with you. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the, the book that woke me up to that was the one by Robert Wagner, uh, gateway to the inner self. Mm. Um, you know, I, same thing. I'd, I'd get lucid, I'd fly, I'd, you know, do what everyone does in lucid dreams. And, you know, eventually that gets kind of old, even though it's fun. Um, and then I read his book, his book, and I think I even took a workshop with him where it was like, you know, come up with a question that you want to know about yourself or, or even about something else and pose a question to the dream. And I'm like, oh, wow, how come I never thought of that? You know, <laughs> so I would start doing that. And it was sometimes the answer was like, what? <laughs> other times it was, you know, quite profound. Um, I've done, uh, I've studied energy healing for a while. I've done Reiki and energy healing okay. while lucid on myself and on other people. Um, so I like to experiment, but I, I definitely see it as a, um, you know, a space that you can, you can definitely go deep and, and, you know, ask, ask questions to your unconscious or to whoever you're asking, yeah. to, you know, and get, get some profound answers. So. Interesting. Um, what are some of the profound questions that you've, you've asked that, you think of uh, really giving you some clear answers or maybe even opened up some more questions? Um, well, recently I asked one um, and it was more, okay, I'm curious what, what I'll get as an answer. So I asked, uh, show me what love is. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, you could get so many answers there because it's, it's not a black and white question. And I saw, you know how you've seen those videos of flocks of birds that are moving in unison as the wind blows them around yeah. that's basically what i saw and i was like oh even in the dream i'm like oh you know i get that you know yeah <laughs> community together you know it takes two um you know it, it action movement you know um so it was it was a i wouldn't say it was the answer but it was definitely an answer that meaning there's multiple answers to that question but um it was definitely an answer I understood and gave me a little bit of perspective on, you know, maybe how I even look at love. And, uh, you know, so there's, there's an example. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have to look over my journal to get some more, <laughs> but I've definitely asked. Uh, yeah, that's good. You, so you keep a, you keep a dream journal. How long you've been doing that? Well, ever since I started the website. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, and I really had never done it before. And I even, you know, like I said, I've had the website online since 2001. And, you know, if you look at my journal, you'll see like three year period where I didn't record at all, you know, because there was so much going on in my life. And um, yet there's some that I still remember clearly that I probably didn't record that I could go back and write about. So, um, so yeah. I'd say since 2001, I've been recording dreams. Interesting. That's great. Um, I mean, when you look through your dream journals and reflect on these experiences that you have, do you, um, do you often find yourself like forgetting dreams that you've had and then kind of immediately remembering them? 
Well, really both. I mean, some, yeah, I'll, I'll totally forget. Cause you know, you have hundreds and hundreds, you're not going to remember them all. And I'll be reading it and I'll be like, Oh, I totally remember that dream. And then there's others that I read and I'm like, I do not remember any of this. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. how, how can I not remember any of it? I don't get it. So, you know, it's, it's weird that, um, and it probably depended on maybe what was going on in my life at that time, that maybe I recorded it quickly and just, it was gone, you know, from my mind at that point. But, um, so yeah, both. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned before we started recording about, a um, bringing back a past memory from a, a lucid experience that you had, you kind of immediately just recalled it. And I was interested in to understanding what that dream was about and um, kind of like the sensation of remembering this experience it was weird I mean it was kind of like I, I don't know how to explain it and I know that I was I think I was researching out-of-body experiences at the time or something and I I just had this memory where I could literally see myself standing outside in front of my house I must have been like four or five. So, I mean, it was, you know, way, way back. Um, so, you know, who's to say if it happened or not, but it, it's odd that I would just have this memory that would come back to me of this happening. And, you know, they say kids have out-of-body experiences all the time. We, you know, we probably just don't at that age talk to anyone about it so it doesn't get put into our memory yeah. and move on. But nonetheless, there it was. And, um, you know, I, I don't, it, it, it was more just like an out of body. It wasn't even a, a dream in the sense that, you know, I was just standing outside in front of my house and I was confused as to how I could be standing outside. You know, how did I get out here? Yeah. interesting. Yeah. It was dawn. Like the sun was just coming up. And then when I was awake in my bed, the sun was just coming out, you know, it's like everything lined up. It was really strange. Interesting. Yeah. You, you had mentioned also, um, the possibility of having false memories from dreams. And I'm, um, because he said, you know, how do you know this was not a, a false memory or um, it was a real memory? And I'm interested to understand uh, your perspective of false memories from your dream experiences and, and how you kind of see those. I don't know if, I mean, this is really the only one I've ever had that came up like, you know, three decades later. Um, so I don't know. I mean, how do you know if a memory <laughs> dream is false? You know what I mean? It's like, I, it's kind of like, you know, I've read articles on even real life experience, you know, say you went through something traumatic that 20 years later, as you retell the story, you're not, full, you know, you're remembering it differently than it happened. And obviously I'm sure you're remembering it for the most part, but that things change. Right. Um, your recollection so yeah i don't know quite how to answer that question just because i'm not sure. <laughs> well i've definitely yeah. um experienced like false memories inside of dreams and it would make sense because when you have a dream you know just a normal dream not a lucid dream or even a lucid dream you're usually somewhere and there's like some type of backstory a little bit far enough at least that yeah. you kind of feel like you're actually supposed to be there and things aren't doing the things they're supposed to be doing and it's kind of like, um, it's kind of shocking to think that your brains are capable of um, creating a story, even though it's not important to like what's taking place right now, but it feels like it's a continuation of like your life inside of the dream experience. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, I've had, and I, I can't give you specifics, but I've definitely had dreams where it's like, you just know the, the backstory while you're in the dream. You just have this whole lifetime of of some other life, you know, and then of course that can take you down other rabbit holes that will maybe <laughs> it was a life I lived at one point, who yeah. knows, but, um, still it's intriguing. And then, um, I don't know where I was going to go with that, but yeah, yeah, it's, I, I do have an oddly, you know, they say when we dream, when we're REM, we're mostly in our right brain, not too analytical, you know, so we, we won't remember real facts and stuff easily. Yet I seem to, I mean, I can tell someone my phone number in my dream, my social security huh. number. It's weird. And, you know, and I know I'm not supposed to be able to. So I'm <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. How is this possible? But yeah, I'm very analytical to begin with. Um, and, you know, it's, 
but it, it is strange. And even, even when I'm lucid, but then there's other times where like I had a lucid dream and I went to visit my, this was recent actually, I went, I, I flew up into space and flew over to Portugal to visit my friend Claudio. <laughs> and in the dream, there was a guide with me and I was like, hey, you know, I have his address on my computer. Can I access that from here? You know, I was kind of being funny because I knew I couldn't. And, but yet I did have his address on my computer. So I remembered that correctly. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, wait, no, he works at a coffee shop. Well, he doesn't work at a coffee shop, you know? So it was like this, this completely false piece of information that I was so sure, you know, and then I realized, oh, it's Moe's coffee shop and stuff. And so then when I told him, he was like, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> so that found that odd, you know, that some, some information I remembered was true. And then I was, you know, coming up with this false information that I, and I was lucid, you know. <laughs> like, Interesting. What? Yeah, it sounds like two counteracting, like, um, views happening at the same time and you're confused about like which one was kind of true right it's right. cool um what are some experiences you've had with like um an elusive dream with dream characters have you noticed any characters uh, responding oddly to your actions or aggressively or anything like that um i don't get much aggression um I mean, if I pose questions to characters, it's usually just weird. <laughs> um, I have had, it, it depends. Like if I approach a character in a lucid dream, it tends to be kind of strange. But if a character approaches me, then then it seems to have more depth. So, you know, but again, they're, they're approaching me. They're coming up and saying something to me hmm. or um, versus me asking them a question. So I, you know, it's, I, I tend to go for the most part, I tend to go, um, I probably should experiment, you know, experiment more with characters, but I tend to go, uh, kind of solo mm. and just start doing things or, um, and not to say that always happens, you know, I think when everyone starts getting loose at all, you want to do is have sex and yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, obviously that takes two, but <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty pretty normal i think for people to want to do mm -hmm. that from what i hear anyways and experience yeah. um well i mean i want to know the difference between in your perspective what lucid dreaming is and out-of-body experiences because i've i've heard some uh of your dreams in this interview so far and and especially the one where you visit your friend that kind of sounded to me like a an out-of-body experience where you go travel to visit someone and you're traveling out of your body kind of so I'm, I want to understand um, from you what, what you see as the difference between the two. Hard to say. I mean, the, the, out of, the ones that I would say for sure were out of bodies. You know, I was in my room. I left my body. I went out the window or, you know, something like that, where I, I physically I saw the room as it was for the most part, whereas lucid dream out of like the one the other day um that i just told you about it i used the the technique you know from um the phase and i rolled out of my body hmm. so it's like but yet it seemed very dreamlike too or lucid dreamlike at least um you know so it, it's hard to say like when it's the first time though i successfully was able to like in lucid dreams i usually can't do this um i'll try to like fly up into space and, and get to the moon or see the earth and it just never works out yet this time it did. So, you know, um, although the earth looked a little different, like the land masses weren't identical to what they are. Um, but the one thing that was really interesting was at the end of that um, dream, I was, I guess I'd given up on finding Claudio and I was up floating in the sky and it was a sunny day and there's a little girl and her mother standing down below me on the ground. And she's like, mom, look, look, mom. And she's looking up and she's like, oh yeah, I see that. And I'm like, they're pointing at me. What, you know, do they see my body? And then I looked <laughs> over and next to me, there's like three or four orbs of light just floating in the air. Hmm. And then I realized that I'm probably an orb of light too. I mean, that's what my mind thought, you know, are they seeing me as I'm seeing, like, are these other people also out of their body? <laughs> you know, it was, I've, and I've never, uh, never had that one before. So that was, but I have heard about orbs, you know, when you go out of body. So, um, 
I thought that was interesting. But yeah, it's hard to, you know, it's, I would totally be theorizing. Um, I do feel like there's a difference. Like when I say like physically, it feels different when I leave my body than when I just wake up in a lucid dream. Right. Um, and even the lucid dreams where I roll out and cause those are interesting. You're, you're rolling, you're not losing consciousness. You know, you're, I wake up and then I don't move and I start to rock or something and suddenly I'm out. And, um, you know, usually the whole room is dark and I start to feel around until something visual <laughs> comes into play and, and go from there. That makes sense. Um, what, with your experiences of lucid dreams and out of body experiences, um, what are the, the actions that you take inside those experiences? Are those different as well? Good question. Um, I mean, I have more lucid dreams than I do out of bodies. I think, you know, that's as much as I like lucid dreaming, I'd really love to explore out of body experiences more because most of the ones I had, unless you count the one from the other day, um, were when I was in California. And so I was more just in awe than I was like really trying to, you know, find out what this was. And so, um, God, I love the question again. I'm getting old, man. It's okay. <laughs> what What were the, um, sorry. Oh, what, the things I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like when I get lucid, I definitely, I always like to go in with, um, some kind of intention because it seems, you know, most people know that if you have a plan, it lasts longer. And um, so I, I try to go in at least with a question or, you know, with a task, maybe to focus on some kind of physical healing of something I'm going through or to ask a question or, um, you know, to even like that one where I was going to go see Claudio, I had to, the first thing was to go to a mirror, which I did. And then the second uh Thing that I was going to do was fly around the earth. And then mm. of course, when I'm up, I look down, I'm like, Oh, it's Europe. Let me go see Claudia, you know? <laughs> so then it took off from there. So, and it was funny because that night he had a dream that he'd gone into space oh, <laughs> and that's interesting. We were both like, what? Yeah. So it was a uh, very synchronistic in that regard, but, um, uh, yeah. So, so it sounds like, uh, you, you explore a little bit more, um, an out-of-body experience maybe yeah i mean i i still don't know if they're different or not and that's the thing it's like i, I just there's so many theories out there and but yet i do know people who have had like serious out-of-body so it's i'm i'm just not at that level yet you know maybe if i had i'd be like oh there's definitely a difference you know? yeah <laughs> it's uh or maybe what I am having is out of bodies and I'm just not realizing it. It's yeah. hard to say. Well, I kind of yeah. set you up for like failure on those questions. You know, it's, it's, yeah. they're, they're hard <laughs> questions to answer because I don't think there is an answer, but I think um, getting different people's perspectives is, is important in this area. But I, I mean, I personally agree with you, I think, and a lot of other people do, and I'm sure you know that is that there is no difference that they're kind of like uh, different. They're, phases you know like the book is called or whatever um and you're experiencing like some type of vibrational phase in a lucid dream and then slightly different maybe your higher phase or higher vibration or whatever who knows what the vibration level is but you're experiencing well, slightly something different in that other experience and mm -hmm. it allows you to do other things that you typically maybe couldn't do in a lucid dream or you may get elements of that it's kind of like a blurry image and then a more clear, clear image kind of thing. I think yeah. I'm interested to know about your um, experience with the mirror. You didn't, um, you didn't bring that up with your expert exploration about visiting your friend and mirrors are already always uh, interesting to me because they kind of, they provide a reflection. So um, if you wouldn't mind telling me about that, that'd be cool. Yeah. Mine are always so weird when I look at, I mean, I literally, usually I'm seeing a bunch of different people you know, one right after the other. In this case, I went into my bathroom, I looked in the mirror and there was a guy standing there looking at me, but it wasn't me. You know, I, I knew it wasn't me. So yet he was in the mirror. So I'm like, is this a window? You know, what's going yeah. 
And he was talking to me, but I couldn't hear him. Like his mouth was moving and I'm just like, you know, I can't hear you. So he walks off another guy, you know, it was like literally three or four guys that walked up and then I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm, <laughs> just like, I'm not a man, but um, maybe I was, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was strange. I mean, I've had other ones where same, same deal. I rarely see myself. And even, even when I'm, having a non-lucid dream and I'm dealing with a mirror sometimes I see myself but other times you know like I remember in one dream I was Asian and I I remember it was really interesting because I wasn't lucid but it was very vivid and I remember like just really examining my face my eyes in particular I thought it was kind of neat like they they you know looked like I was Asian and it was just like wow you know <laughs> and um I don't, I don't know how to explain that, but it didn't change. Like I, it's who I was looking at, you know, versus the, when I get lucid, my face tends to change. It's, it's, you know, I'll be multiple people. Interesting. Yeah. I definitely yeah. had uh, similar experiences where I look in a mirror and it's, it's not me, but it is very accurate to like where I'm moving my other body parts and moving my facial expression. So I know it's, it is a reflection of myself, but it's definitely not who I'm am it's kind of startling a little bit. Well, I had, I had a, I've got to say this. I, I had an experience when I was in California uh, with mushrooms and I was looking in the mirror, <laughs> which they say, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I was looking in the mirror and uh, I'd had a fair amount and I'm looking back at myself, obviously. And suddenly my eyes turn into like cat eyes, you know, with Whoa. the slit. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> and then I'm staring straight ahead and the eyes in the mirror look to the right. And I freaked out because I'm like, you know, it, it just, it freaked me out for uh. whatever reason. It was someone else, you know, looking back and decided to look to the side and I had to run out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah. But it was cool at the same time. It's always like scary, but intriguing. Yeah. I kind of, yeah. I, I see um, sleep paralysis the same way. So scary, but intriguing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I would like to ask you some about your experiences on um, psychedelics and how they uh, interacted with your dreams as well. Um, I'm, I think you've read uh, Dreaming Wide, Wide Awake by David oh, yeah. Brown, and he talks about it extensively in there. So I think the dialogue is getting a lot more open to people hearing about psychedelic experiences. So why don't we dive into that? Tell me about some of that. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, here's a neat one. Um, I mean, I don't know. It had to have been related to doing mushrooms, but I was in, um, I was at a friend's house, dog sitting, and I had done a mild amount of mushrooms, nothing crazy. And uh, I'd come down and was going to sleep. And uh, this was so weird. It, have you ever heard like, a power transformer, you know, go, go off in the neighborhood or something. And you hear this, like, just this sound of like power kind of shutting down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like, Ew. and, um, so I'm laying there in bed and it was like someone flipped a switch and all light sound and feeling just kind of was gone. And I was a point of consciousness in a black void thought I had died. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I wasn't scared though, but it was not, I couldn't even feel, hear myself breathing, no heartbeat. I mean, you know, my ears ring naturally, none of that. It was mm. complete silence, complete dark. Um, and I just was there and did not know what happened. And then probably 20, 20 to 30 seconds later, someone flipped the switch again and it all came back and there wow. I was laying in bed. And who knows, maybe I died, maybe I went out of my body. Um, I can't tell you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I did do mushrooms that night. So it was, you know, I don't know if that was a, a you know, obviously I wouldn't feel high at that point, but right. it might have somehow opened me up to something. I don't know. It was, it was quite a, and I've researched that one. I've found a hand, a small handful of people that talk about a black void, but not quite getting there the way, you know, the way I did. Right. So, yeah. 
definitely been there with um, through dream practices, but not through a psychedelic experience. So maybe um, it just amplified the experience of your typical um, sleep paralysis experience. And then you were consciously aware of the transition that normally, you, you know, like you, you described before having the awareness of actually going to sleep consciously. Oh yeah. Except then I can still hear my breath. I can, you know, this was like, I was, I was gone. I yeah. Was Interesting. Sure. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Have you noticed like the, mm -hmm. them having any effects long-term on your dreams or um, throughout the years? Um, I mean, I think usually, you know, it's, it's hard to say because I, I have pretty good recall and pretty vivid dreams to begin with. Um, I will say like I, for years, um, for a few years, I smoked pot like every day. Yeah. And uh, then I quit. And oh my God, it was like, oh, why, why have I been smoking? I forgot about dreaming. You know, <laughs> it totally, you know, but I was dealing with stuff, whatever. It got me through. And, um, but then my dream life came back. And so it, now I really do that because it affects my dreams. And, um, but with things like mushrooms, um, I think, I get, I definitely get like a residual, you know, where they'll be more vivid, maybe a little more profound. Um, I have had dreams though, where in the dream, I'm like, I'm going to take some mushrooms and I'll have a full on <laughs> psychedelic experience in my dream. Now it doesn't last as long, but you know, you, it's literally like you feel like you've ingested mushrooms. You have that feeling of the mushroom, you're seeing stuff, um, you know, so it's, I, I find that fascinating. Yeah, that's cool. So I'm assuming, you know, if you've never done mushrooms and you did them in your dream, I'd be curious what would happen to somebody. Yeah. Like if they have that in their DNA and maybe they'd really, you know what I mean? It's like, I'd, I'd love uh, some people who have never done psychedelics to try that experiment. <laughs> I, I have read of somebody, um, I think it was actually in David Brown's book where they, um, they never had done psychedelics before and then they, took them in a dreams and, um, and they had an experience and then they took them in real life and they afterwards and they, um, said they were very similar. Um, okay, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. but I don't know if, you know, like there's a lot of cultural and visual images from psychedelic art and stuff like that, that would kind of give you like a, an idea of what you probably experience enough, you know, to yeah, you generate have to it. Be really right. Yeah. Although the feeling there's, there is that feeling that you get physically again. Definitely. Yeah. Very similar to out of body experiences too. Um, and I, I tend to, I mean, saying a lot of my own personal views in this interview, but, um, I tend to think that the psychedelic or the out of body experience is definitely more clear and, um, realistic feeling than using psychedelics. I'm not sure what oh, you yeah. think of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think it depends on how much you do psychedelics. Uh, you know, to keep it more mild, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, my mind is always much clearer in a lucid dream or out of body than, you know, yeah. in a psychedelic state for the most part. So. so with your, with your out of body experiences, um, would you say that you're kind of an observer in those experiences or are you interacting, um, with the world around you? Well, again, it's, a, it depends on which were out of body experience. Yeah. I mean, let's say the one where I went and saw Claudio was, I was definitely interacting. You know, I was talking to people. There was a guide there with me. Um, like he, he said, I'm your guide, you know, it's like, mm. okay. Um, and then, but then he went to sleep or something. <laughs> Cause I went and woke him up and asked him a question. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I like, to interact i i have um i'll oftentimes try to conjure up now this is more in a lucid dream but and i i have yet to be successful with this so i, I you know i'll see i'll see interesting animals hmm. without trying like i've seen purple foxes running through the, the forest and things like that but um or lions that have like human heads and but i'll i've tried to conjure up you know, cause I love like lions and tigers and, you know, I want to conjure up a lion and then pet them, you know, oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> but no, no luck so far, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I've tried, I've tried. Interesting. 
Yeah. You mentioned um, guides quite a few times, so I'm interested to understand um, the types of guides that you've come in contact with, your experiences, and how they've helped you or um, uh, created new ideas inside your mind when you're awake. Um, I mean, really, this is the, the one with Claudio is he's going to be famous now. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm mentioning his name. Um, it was the first time I've ever like experienced someone saying I'm, I'm a guide in my dreams. Really the first time. Um, now maybe they, they were before without saying that, but you know, that's, it was, um, so I, you know, I don't know how to really answer that question. Um, I have had, you know, dreams where I felt someone was significant. Like I got lucid once and there was a guy, um, that came up to me and he was talking about, um, can't remember the phrase he used but it was like he was implying that most people were asleep mm. and i think mm. what he was saying was not like meaning physically asleep you know um but it it seemed profound at the time um i had another sleep paralysis experience once where i was it was the one where i was hearing all of the radio stations and mm. stuff and i'm just laying there you know taking it all in and uh, at the very end, I hear like this six or seven year old girl and she said, energy is, and then I woke up and uh. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> what was she going to say? You know, why did I wake up? And then I'm just pondering it and pondering it. And then suddenly it hit me that that was it, you know, that energy is, that it was just a statement uh. of all it. I mean, that's at least what I got out of it, but it was very very profound to me at the time, you know, that everything is energy. And so, um, yeah, I mean, again, with guides, it's, it's hard to say. Um, cause I don't know if, you know, yeah. Really well, it sounds like to me that you've met quite a few of them from, uh, what you've, you know, told me today. Um, I mean, uh, for, in my perspective, guides are, um, they come in many shapes and colors, and even sometimes the theme of the the dream can be a guide itself. Even sleep paralysis, I think, is a guide, and it guides us into wow. dealing with fear and understanding that. So um, I wouldn't limit your your experiences just by the people. You know, I, it yeah. sounds like you've had a lot of guides. Although I think I had um, for for years, I had recurring dreams about my brother, which mm. was oh, it was rough. I, um, I mean, short backstory, he's, you know, he's no longer with us. And in the dream, it was while I was in California, um, he really was still alive and it was, it was weird because I would wake up and not be sure. I mean, they were that mm -hmm. real and that vivid. And sometimes in the dream, I'd see him other times I would just know he was alive, but I was trying to find him. Um, and it was rough because, you know, you wake up and you're like, wait a minute, wait, oh shit, no, yeah. no alive. you know, so it was over and over of just this, this heavy, my God. And, uh, and then I, I'm trying to remember when this happened, but I think it was after I moved back from California, I decided that when I get lucid, I'm going to try to see my brother because it, you know, it's such an impact on my life right. and all the and so I got lucid and I called out to him and there he was right in front of me with this bright light behind him. And it was just like, he was right in my face in his face, you know, he was young and, um, it was, it was very intense and, you know, real or not to my psyche, it was definitely real huh. and, uh, positive and healing. You know, it was like I connected with him. Um, and all I could kind of muster was, you know, even though it wasn't my fault, I was apologizing to him for what he'd been through. Mm. And, uh, and that was it, you know, and, uh, but then I, you know, I don't have those dreams anymore, so, which is good. I mean, as far as the ones where I think he's alive and all that, you know, and then someone, a good friend of mine was like, well, but he is alive. You know, he was trying to be like, Dude, he's just telling you he's still around, you know, yeah. and depending on your perspective, I'm like, well, you know, I believe that I, you know, just in a different way, right. but, so, you know, it's, it's 
it is what it is. I guess. Yeah, that's fascinating. I have recurring yeah. dreams too, and I'm always trying to figure out how to get past them. <laughs> well, you know, I read some. Are they like recurring nightmares or just regular dreams? Uh, a lot of it deals with me being in the military still, so I'm yeah. constantly doing stuff in the military, trying to get through that. So I'm generally I'm trying to they wouldn't call them nightmares you know but they wait when I wake up I'm like God, I just want to get over this yeah I was reading um I think it's a book by Michael Katz it's the it's about a you know yoga dream yoga I forget the title but um just last night I was reading about it now he was talking about recurring nightmares but I think it could apply to any dream um that during the day like Kind of relive the dream in your mind a couple times a day with a different outcome like kind mm-hmm. of work it out and he said eventually they'll stop now i don't know if that's just with nightmares but i thought it was a really good idea like you're basically re uh what was the word he used but there's a word he uses in the chapter but um you're basically rewriting the dream and uh but in your in your mind you know you're trying to visualize an outcome that is satisfactory to you versus maybe what you keep dreaming about and then eventually it stopped happening wow that's a that's a great technique i will definitely try that i think it makes sense to me logically that that would work because i've had it work for other things and dreams uh dream experiences so that makes sense thanks that's that's awesome hopefully i can hopefully it'll work (laughs) Um, let me know how it goes yeah i would definitely will i will probably write about it yeah I'm looking at a piece of art right now. It's across from me, and it's part of it is a snake eating its tail. Oh, yeah, yeah there nice. You go. Just, cool. just realizing that <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Um, what What do you see your progression happening with your experiences and dreams? Like, what do you What do you perceive the future being with your dream practice, and where are you trying to take it? Well, um, obviously, on a you know technical side or business side. I want to do more with the site. I want to start a podcast. I want to do webinars. I've got all of these things I want to do. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm going, uh, there's a nonprofit called the Institute for Dream Studies. Okay. I I got that. Um, So I'm going to take a year long certification with them next year. Um, I, I basically want to get more academic understanding behind me so I can you know, I, I've got all my personal experience, but I, I definitely want to have just, you know what I mean, more more academic understanding. Um, and then I'm not sure. I mean, I want, I definitely want the next phase of my life. I've had many careers and businesses and stuff to, to be focused on dreams. I mean, that's, you know, oh, here's, you know, let me throw this out here. Um, in 2006, I was in California and I did some mushrooms. <laughs> Got a little mushrooms, man. Um, I've had the most inspirational things come from mushrooms. I will say that, and uh, never had a bad bad experience. But um, I decided while I was on the mushrooms that I'm going to quit my job and start doing web development on the side and focus on the dream site. And two weeks later, I quit my job and I've been self-employed ever since. Wow. Now I did not get right into the dream stuff. Too much stuff going on in my life, but it keeps pulling me back. Like I know that's the direction I need to go. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I like variety in my life. So I'll always be doing like 10 things, (laughs) but you know, I want a big focus or at least if all 10 of those things can be kind of within that arena, you know, it would be great. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent sure where I'll go. And I, I think just taking this course certification course over the next year, is really going to help me on my personal dream journey and understanding myself better through dreams. So it's, you know, I see it as obviously beneficial professionally, but as well as personally. So right. I'm excited for that. And, uh, you know, maybe we can revisit each other in a year and we'll see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, well, I guess like what, it, what about dreams is so interesting to you? Like why, why are you so focused on it? I mean, you must get something profound out of the experience or want to get something more out of it. Well, I, I think I just, 
I've had some interesting experiences, but I know people that have had really profound experiences. I, I just know in my gut that there's more to it than, oh, it's just a dream. It's just you living your day. You know, it's, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm an explorer of consciousness, you could say. I'm very intrigued by consciousness, by altered states of consciousness. Dreams is a big part of that. So, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's intriguing to me. It always has been. I don't know why, but, um, you know, I think the fact that I did go through all of that for the sleep paralysis was part of it. Yeah. But, you know, once, once I started to try to get lucid, you know, I was able to, and if I really, part of it is I get lazy, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. if I, like with the phase stuff, okay, I'm going to do this tonight for sure. And I'm going to wake up at five and stay up for 20 minutes. If I do that, I almost always get lazy <laughs> most of the time. You know, I wake up at five and I'm like, I'm going, you know, I don't even, it's like I'm too half asleep to, so I think if I, if I really start focusing on it more, I could have a lot more success, <laughs> Right. you know? really start doing some stuff but um so that's 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 the goal but i you know i just i've always been intrigued by it i'm not sure why really what would be uh, what would be success like if you if you had a dream and then you just woke up from it like out of body or lucid what would be success to you oh just being able to maintain it for a while being able to you know especially if you're going for lucidity um, there's levels of lucidity. So the, the more elusive I can get better. Um, and, and, you know, if I go in with a game plan, ha- you know, asking a question or whatever, um, having succeeded in that, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I have a long list of things. I'd love to <laughs> so it's just a matter of, of getting there and then, you know, starting, starting to do that. But that's like, like I said, I mean, it's, I know this next year is going to be off the hook with all of that. I yeah. just know it is. You know, when you're studying dreams every day, you're bound to, you know, I mean, that's how I first got lucid. I picked up a book and I was lucid the next day. I mean, literally the next day. Um, it lasted like five seconds, but <laughs> <laughs> like I got so excited. I woke right up. That's awesome. But, um, I think everyone can probably say that though on the first Definitely. Well, it sounds like you have a good, game plan ahead of you um tell me a little bit about your website i know you um record people can go and record dreams but what's the website and um what's it all about well uh it's the address is dreamjournal.net um and as i said it's been a progression over time but pretty much the state it's in right now you know you can sign up it's all free um you basically create an account you create a journal you can keep the whole thing private. You can invite certain friends who also have an account, you know, where just they can see your dreams or you can keep it public or it can be public, but you can mark a certain dream private. You know, there's all of these ways to, to keep it hidden. Um, and then obviously you can just enter your dream and leave it at that. But then there's a way to track everything like were you trying to get lucid did you get lucid how lucid were you how cohesive was the dream was it an out-of-body experience then i have all these sections on what was the theme of the dream you have like 30 things to choose from but you can add your own themes as well uh who are the characters in your dream you can choose add your own you know the setting the um activities the emotions so it's you're capable of tracking everything. And then of course it makes it a lot easier to look back over, you know, five years and say, wow, you know, from, for this year, all my dreams were super stressful and about sleep and my mother Mm -hmm. and this year they're super calm and they're about puppies and, you know, whatever, (laughs) but you know, you you can see trends and um, you know, I really, I'd love to get to a point where, if two people dream about pink elephants in the same night that somehow they're alerted that they both had a similar dream. Wow, you know, that'd be it's, cool. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible with how I'm collecting the data to do that. It's just everything requires time. Right. <laughs> as far as programming. Yeah, it doesn't program itself. But, um, you know, it's mobile friendly. Um, 
I, I, that's pretty much it. I mean, the, the whole idea is pre, you know, put your dreams in, but also to create interaction with other people. People can comment on your dreams, um, interpret your dreams. Although I have a whole school of thought. I, I think more people are kind of getting to that point of, you know, even I used to have dream symbols on the site and I've kind of moved away from that because it's like, you know, what a dog in a dream means to right. me is not necessarily what it means. Um, and even trying to interpret someone else's dream, you know, I definitely like the approach of, um, well, if it were my dream, you know, here's yeah. what it would mean to me and maybe that'll give you some insight. But, you know, you'll see other people get on there and be like, well, it means that God's mad at you. And I'm like, well, this person might not even be religious. How can you say Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just funny. But uh, so I just, you know, I'll use that as an opportunity to interpret it properly and try to teach teach the person. That's cool. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been fun. And, uh, you know, I, uh, it, it, it's like I said, it's a labor of love, but it's, it's also a platform that, you know, I, I want to, that I can use to, to move forward. You know, like I said, if I do a podcast or webinars, you know, I've got some folks that, I can tap for that. That might nice. be interested either in yeah, participating cool. and or yeah. So. What are what are some ways that people can um, get a hold of you? Like as you develop some of these uh, additional projects as well. That's a good question. Um, well, you, through my website, through Dream Journal, there's a contact page. Um, I always answer that. Um, Kelly at DreamJournal.net will get you to me. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much, I mean, there's a dream journal, actually, yeah, there's a dream journal group on Facebook. Oh, okay. um, I have a couple groups on Facebook. There's a lucid, one's called the Lucid Dream Project and one's called Dream Journal. Um, and then, uh, so that there as well. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you for taking, oh, sure, yeah, I'll definitely put that on the website. Um, and thank you for spending your time with me today and discussing your personal dreams and some of those personal experiences you've had and you know some of them are you know private and you know it's hard to share some things with people but um you know it takes courage to do that and i i applaud your courage and your willingness to be open about your experiences and hopefully other people can hear those experiences and and do the same you know stand up and and start talking to other people about their dreams because they're important oh absolutely i agree If you enjoyed this episode of Cosmic Echo and would like to learn more about Kelly and her work, you can visit our website at taleaters.com backslash CE podcast. And there you can click on links that will take you to her work as well as her website. Additionally, you can support this podcast by clicking on our donation page located at the same website. We look forward to bringing you additional episodes in the near future, but until then, happy dreaming.